Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Another day when we are left a little aghast, I suppose, by the things that are going on in Washington, in and around the White House. And of course, we want to spend the day today talking about those things. Yesterday, President Donald Trump fired FBI Director James Comey. Yes, the same FBI director that he praised last year during the campaign after Comey reannounced an investigation into Trump's rival Hillary Clinton's email scandal. Trump said that he thought Comey was doing a good job, showed a lot of courage reopening the investigation into the Clinton campaign. And then when Donald Trump was sworn in as president on January 20th, he kept James Comey as FBI director, even though lots of Democrats, lots of people, in fact, thought that Comey's behavior during the campaign probably merited dismissal. Then James Comey gets swept up into the investigation into Donald Trump and what role he and his advisors played during the campaign in the Russian interference in the presidential election. And it goes on for several weeks, this investigation. Little bits and pieces of news, of information about what happened, what might have happened, and what it means consistently coming out on the front pages of the newspapers, on radio and television programs. And Trump's position on Comey seems to cool, culminating yesterday in the idea that Trump would fire the FBI director, becoming only the second president in history behind William Clinton to actually fire a sitting FBI director. Trump says this is because Comey mishandled the Clinton investigation. But the timing here is suspicious, deeply suspicious, because of Comey's investigation into Trump. Comey was only three years into a 10-year term that is set up purposely to avoid political interference in the Justice Department, to prevent prevent presidents from saying, I'm just going to get rid of the FBI director because I don't like that person or I fear what that person would investigate in my administration. I think there is no question that the president's goal here was to stop some of the questions, was to stop the discussion, the constant discussion, in fact, about this Russia investigation. And one of the deputy press secretaries, in fact, said last night that it's enough, that we have to move past this Russia question. And that was one of the reasons that this was good news for this White House. But are we done with the questions? From my chair, I think this only raises more questions. The first one, of course, is why now? Why now? Why does Donald Trump fire James Comey just as Comey is getting going with an investigation into the Trump administration and he didn't fire James Comey after he knew everything about Comey's involvement in the Clinton email scandal? Second question is, is this really about Russia? Is this about trying to squelch an investigation into a sitting president and the things that he did or did not do during his campaign, some of which 
could be criminal. There could be people around the president, and I suppose it's a little far-fetched, but the president himself could be swept up in some sort of criminal implication investigation. I think another question is, how does this fit into the context of the other things that Donald Trump has done during this Russia investigation? Think of the people who have been fired. We heard this week testimony from Sally Yates, another person inside the Justice Department who was dismissed by Donald Trump. She was part of the investigation into this Russia connection, this Russian interference. Now James Comey is fired. It certainly looks as though the administration is trying, trying to make sure that it's difficult for the Justice Department to figure out what actually happened during the election and figure out what needs to be done. And the last question, I think, is how can we trust who comes next? Donald Trump, because he's the president, will get to a point, said the person who replaces James Comey. How do we know that that person will be independent enough to handle this? And lurking in the back of all these things, of course, is the question of whether all of this, all of this back and forth, all of these very disturbing developments, do they constitute a constitutional crisis? It's a phrase that gets thrown around an awful lot in our politics these days, the idea that the actions that somebody is taking are not just a threat to governing or politics, but are a threat to our constitutional republic, the way that we expect that things should operate. That's where we want to start the discussion this morning. Uh, What is the context for this? What does this mean? And of course, we want to hear from you. 313-577-1019 is the number. What do you think about Donald Trump firing James Comey? What do you think about the president uh, taking that kind of action against uh, a Justice Department that is clearly deeply involved in an investigation of his administration? Does it automatically scream politics? Does it automatically scream uh, interference? Or do you think he was absolutely right to get rid of somebody uh, that he thought had so badly mishandled uh, the email scandal involving Hillary Clinton? Uh, 313, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones, you can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, and go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation and answer that question about the constitutional crisis. Do you think we're on the verge of some sort of constitutional crisis because of the things that Donald Trump is doing, because of the extraordinary uh, actions that he has taken so far with regard to a Justice Department that is supposed to be somewhat independent and is supposed supposedly investigating him. So again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. And joining me to discuss this uh, is Robert Sedler. He's a distinguished professor of law at Wayne State University. Uh, Also with us is Brian Dickerson, an editorial columnist with the Detroit Free Press, who has been following what's been going on very closely. Brian and Bob, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Good morning. Thank you. Bob, uh, and to start with you, this, this constitutional crisis question. Uh, there's no question that the the president has the power to dismiss the FBI director. Uh, but if he does it for a reason that is unholy, I suppose, uh, if he does it as a way to thwart an investigation into his administration, does it raise questions about separation of power? Does it raise questions about uh, uh, the orderly administration of 
justice as it's laid out in our Constitution. Well, you've raised more of a political question than a constitutional one. <laughs> right. <laughs> but under the Constitution, the entire executive power is vested in the president. Congress can regulate the appointment of federal officers other than cabinet members. Yes. Uh, it has provided a 10-year term for the director of the FBI, which is not renewable, one 10-year term. There's some broad language in there about removing him for malfeasance, but the president decides. That's a political question. It's not reviewable in the courts. Yeah. So it is perfectly legal for the president to remove the director of the FBI, who is an officer of the United States housed in the Department of Justice. President Clinton removed William Sessions yes. as an FBI director. Uh, under the Constitution, the president nominates and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint officers of the United States. So the president will nominate a successor to Comey. The check and balance is that if the Senate disagrees, they can refuse to approve the appointment. I suspect that if he would nominate someone like Rudy Giuliani or Chris Christie, there would be a hard time in the Senate. Yeah. But again, the Constitution provides answers to these questions. Finally, if the House of Representatives believes that what the president has done is a high crime and misdemeanor as they define it, they could impeach the president, and by two-thirds vote, the Senate could convict. Obviously, a Republican-nominated House is not going to vote to impeach. Seems very unlikely. And nor would a Democratic-nominated House. This matter will boil politically for a while. It may keep boiling, but the constitutional answer is clear. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about the legal questions here? If, for instance, it, uh, it, it winds up that President Trump fired James Comey as a means of thwarting his investigation into the Russian connections with this administration, and uh, later it's found that those connections are true and there is some liability, maybe criminal culpability involved there, does that amount to, for instance, obstruction of justice that uh, he could be answerable for? Um, the president has immunity, civil immunity, for anything he does while he's president. Yes. He cannot be tried criminally by his own Department of Justice for <laughs> anything he does while he is president. In theory, if the president has committed a crime, he could be uh, criminally charged after he, he leaves could be, office. Right. But he could, again, the remedy— for abuse of power by the president is impeachment by the House and conviction by two-thirds vote of the Senate. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Dickerson, you've been following this very closely, and uh, you've also taken a pretty close look at uh, Rod Rosenstein, uh, who is the deputy attorney general who's now credited with, uh, with creating the memo that uh, looked at Comey's handling of the Clinton email investigation scandal uh, and is now being pointed to as the person who's provided the basis for 
President Trump's uh, decision to 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 fire. Uh, talk about that that memo, what we know from it, and what we know about Rod Rosenstein. Well, Rod Rosenstein is is a very interesting person. I've, I've never met him, uh, he, but he's he's sort of the Mister Clean in in this picture, or at least he he comes on the scene that way. He's a federal prosecutor. Uh, former federal prosecutor in Maryland, uh, uh, I believe he was renewed by Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody has a bad word to say about him or his integrity. Um, he he is uh, s- sort of the the analog of Elliot Richardson uh-huh. uh, in in Watergate. Uh, Elliot Richardson came on the scene. Uh, when the the then attorney general richard kleindienst resigned because he was too close to the people being investigated in the nixon administration elliot richardson came on he he had been secretary of defense he had an impeccable reputation for integrity but even so he understood that as the president's appointee he would not have the credibility to lead a an independent investigation. So as a condition of his confirmation by the Senate, he agreed to appoint a special prosecutor, Archibald Cox, uh-huh. to uh, look into uh, to continue the investigation into Watergate. And he, he told the Senate, I'm going to appoint an independent prosecutor. He'll have complete independence to make whatever decisions he thinks are necessary. And that is why uh, five, six months later, when Nixon has had enough of Archibald Cox and tells his attorney general, Elliot Richardson, to fire him, Elliot Richardson says, Mr. President, I promised the Senate that Mr. Cox would have complete independence. I can't go back on my word. I'm going to have to resign. That's where Ron Rosenstein is now. He's been on the job for about two weeks, I think. Uh Obviously, this is one of the first things he does is he makes a case for the dismissal of the FBI director. What I would like to ask him is, why did you do that? Right. Did somebody to tell you to do that? Right. Did he do this on his own or was he assigned to it? Exactly. And And if the answer is, well, my boss, Jeff Sessions, told me to do that. That's very problematic because Jeff Sessions said he wasn't going to have anything to do with the Russia investigation. Yes. And uh, and here he is engineering the, the firing of, of the man leading that investigation. So if 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 I could sit down and talk to anybody involved in this under oath this morning, I think I'd start with James Comey. Yeah, right. <laughs> be, because uh, President Trump asserted in his letter to Comey that Comey had, on three occasions, told Trump that he wasn't a target of this investigation. And so, I'd like to ask Mr. Comey, is that is true? That true? Right. <laughs> um, and the, the other guy I'd like to sit down is, is of course, Ron Rosenstein to ask, you know. 
who who asked him to put together this memo? From whence did this he, inspiration, right? <laughs> right. Did he understand that it was going to be used to summarily discharge uh, Jim Comey? Uh, was that, in fact, his recommendation? You've got to fire this guy and you've got to fire him today? Yeah. Um, you know, everything I know about Ron Rosenstein suggests to me that he would be very troubled by this sequence of events and, and the public implication that he's the one who set it in motion independently. Yes, yes. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Robert Sedler, a distinguished professor of law at Wayne State University, and Brian Dickerson, editorial columnist with the Detroit Free Press. We're talking about President Trump's firing of James Comey, the FBI director, yesterday. Uh, he says Comey's handling of the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails, her private email server, last year uh, mean that uh, that that Comey had to go, that uh, the way he handled that was sufficiently incompetent uh, to dismiss him. Of course, the timing here suggests that perhaps something else is uh, at play, the, the investigation, the ongoing investigation into ties between the Trump administration and the Russian government during the election. Was that the reason that inspired Donald Trump to fire James Comey? Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019. What do you think of what the president did? What do you think uh, about the idea of uh, a president interfering this way, perhaps, in an investigation into his own administration? Is that something that's tolerable? Is it something that should inspire the appointment of a special prosecutor, for instance? Uh, you have a lot of people on the Hill talking about that right now, both Democrats and Republicans. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and put your comments there on the WDET page or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Felix in Plymouth. Felix, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, good morning, buddy. Hey, how are you? Hi. Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say about me, um, I voted for Obama twice. Uh -huh. I contributed $75 to his first campaign when he got $850 million. But now about this firing, um, I I want to say you inserted there was two firings about this uh, Russian investigation, but there was only one. This last one, first one was about Trump's executive order about immigration, it has nothing to do with Russian investigations. And lady, although did you watch yeah, Sally Yates' testimony yeah, this week? She 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 knew she was leaving, and then. If she did not agree with Trump's executive order, she had to resign, but uh -huh. she just went opportunistic. And then she she begged to be fired, to get names. And now I hear people saying, oh, she has to run for governor because she would be the best person. <laughs> that was a part of opportunistic move from her. Okay. And about investigations overall, I doubt there is anything in it. I grew up in Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. I was living behind Iron Curtains 30 years. And now I feel I live behind Iron Curtains again because all media, all news are filtered. There is big dogma in the United States, Russia mingles with elections. 
and there is no if you ask for evidence they give you another claim and the things that the, so so for instance when so for instance when james comey went before Congress earlier this year, March 20th, I believe, is the date, and said, in fact, that he was investigating connections between the Trump administration and the Russians during the election when he says, uh, for instance, that there is evidence uh, of, the, of, those, of those things that, that his, his Justice uh, Department staff is looking at. That doesn't mean anything uh, to you? Obama orders investigations. Do we have at least a mechanism? How did Russia mingle with elections? At least mechanism. Don't tell me names. Don't tell me dates. Just tell me what exactly happened. Did they turn your channel? Did they move? I think that's part names? of the point of the investigation, Felix, is yes, just to figure out my what point. It, is, it sounds like Benghazi, what Republicans did to. I, I think that's an interesting, yeah, okay. I mean, I hear you. I, I, I hear you. I, I, you know, I think there is, there's no question that uh, for so many people, uh, the, the, the constant sort of investigation culture takes over and people are not looking at the merits here. But uh, but, but I would say I, I, I don't agree with, with you that there's no evidence here. I mean, we've seen enough to know that there is an active investigation and that that investigation probably should be allowed to take place without an interference from the administration that is the subject of that investigation. And I'm not sure that means uh, that I'm not sure that that uh, that that uh, what's happened uh, now sort of uh, shakes me from from any of those thoughts. But but Felix, I do appreciate uh, the call and the thoughts. OK, we're going to take a break here. When we come back. We're going to be joined by Andy Arena, a former special agent in charge with the FBI here in Southeast Michigan. I want to thank Robert Sedler, distinguished professor of law at uh, Wayne, and Brian Dickerson, editorial columnist with the Free Press, for being here. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation about this. Stay with us on Detroit Today. WDET, bringing you culture and information that empowers our community. Every day on 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking this hour about Donald Trump's decision yesterday to fire FBI Director James Comey, something that the president, of course, has the power to do, something that hasn't happened before in history except for one time when Bill Clinton fired uh, William Sessions, who was the FBI director when he was uh, elected. The questions that are raised by what Donald Trump does go to the very idea, I think, of an independent Justice Department. Because James Comey's FBI was investigating the Trump administration, investigating the possible connections between the Trump administration and the Russian government during last year's presidential campaign, I think it raises a real question about the timing of this firing. Uh, the president says it was because Comey mishandled the investigation into his rival Hillary Clinton's emails last summer during the campaign. Uh, but uh, we've known about that for a very long time. Trump did not fire Comey when he took over 
as president January 20th. At the same time, we've heard Comey in front of Congress talking about the investigation into Trump and his administration and his campaign. Is this retaliation for that? Is this a way to thwart the investigation into the Trump administration? Uh, We want to hear from you this hour what you think about what the president did. Do you think he's within his rights to do it? Do you think he is right to do it? Do you think he is uh, telling the truth when he says he did this to uh, to avenge the, the the wrongdoing that Comey engaged in during the investigation into the Clinton emails? Or do you suspect that this is about trying to cover up this investigation into the Trump administration? What is the what is the sort of backstory here that explains? All of the things that we're seeing. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Also, give us a call and tell us what you think about what comes next. How does Donald Trump appoint somebody to the job of FBI director now and have... People have faith in the idea that that person is going to conduct an independent investigation into uh, the campaign activities and the connections with the Russian government. Is there a way to do that? Uh, is there any way that the president can can do that and sort of have the credibility that he should have uh, that that person is being appointed for the right reasons? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. You can also go to the WDD Facebook page. Or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. And joining us now to talk more about this relationship between the FBI and uh, the White House is Andy Arena. He is the executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission and former special agent in charge with the FBI here in Southeast Michigan. Andy, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, so just quickly, give me your impression, uh, someone who worked for the FBI, of uh, how startled maybe you were to, to hear that the president had fired James Comey. As I said in the intro there, this has only happened one time before when Bill Clinton was elected president. He got rid of an FBI director he didn't believe he could he could work with, uh, but but given the, the the tensions that always exist when there are investigations into an administration, which is this is not the first time we've been able to survive that in the past without the president dismissing uh, the director. So I, I'm I'm eager to 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 hear how this fell on your ears yesterday. Well, it's very actually very similar to the way Jim Comey heard about it. Uh, apparently, I was. Actually on television, right? Giving a speech, and yeah, I heard it on I heard it on the news. So um, yeah, I was I was shocked. Um, you know, Stephen, I I said a year ago. And I've known Jim Comey many years. He's one of the most non-political people you'll ever meet. But having said that, you know, when when he went out uh, last July and, and held that press conference, um, I said it was wrong. It was not the role of the FBI to make those types of pronouncements. Uh, you investigate, you give it to the prosecutors. Um, and I thought he was wrong for doing it. I don't think it was politically motivated. I think he was uh, naive. I think he may have been used. Um, anybody who thinks he went out and did that without the approval of uh, then-Attorney General Lynch is, is out of their mind. 
But, um, you know, having said that, the timing now to fire him, uh, are you there, Andy? I wonder if we've lost Andy there. Uh, we will try to, we will try to get Andy back on on the phone. He is, uh, I think, moving in the car, and that may be interfering with the signal he has. But he was about to say something I think pretty important there. So we will try to get uh, Andy Arena back with us. Uh, meanwhile, I want to welcome uh, David Shepherdson, who is a reporter for Reuters in D.C. to the conversation. David, welcome to Detroit today. Uh, thanks, Steve. Hey, uh, let's let's have you talk about the sort of political landscape here, the landscape in Washington, and and also the uh, the tension that that exists between the press corps who are trying to cover this and make sense of it and figure out what is going on, and the White House. Uh, we saw an extraordinary scene, I thought, uh, yesterday on the White House lawn where uh, Press Secretary Sean Spicer was essentially hiding from the press in, in bushes, asking people to turn out the light before he would address uh, this, this, this action by the, the president. Again, another extraordinary development in an administration that seems to welcome these sort of extraordinary developments almost every day. You're right. I mean, it was really remarkable in part because it was clear when this announcement was made that the White House does not have a replacement nominee. This decision obviously was made in relative haste, given that the FBI director was in Los Angeles making a speech and, you know, learned from from television. But, you know, it certainly completely upended everything here in Washington because the focus had been turning to the Senate taking up the health care bill. And, you know, you have seen, you know, a wide variety of reactions among senators, notably um, people like the Intelligence Committee chairman, Senator Burr of North Carolina, questioning what, what's the timing, what specifically led to this. Because if you read the, the letter from the, de- the deputy attorney general laying out the rationale for the firing, it's largely the Jim Comey's handling of the email investigation and the press conference that happened in July and October, mm-hmm. as many people pointed out, then-candidate Trump and Attorney General Sessions both praised Comey from both of those decisions and said he really didn't have any choice but to do that. But clearly there's been a lot of tension between the president and Jim Comey dating back to early March when President Trump accused uh, uh, former President Obama of wiretapping him, and then the FBI and Comey explicitly would not endorse that idea and said there was no evidence to to back that up. Yeah. And then, and largely, this largely shows how much the Russia investigation is looming over everything. And clearly, the White House is exceedingly nervous about what the potential impact of that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in terms of going forward here. Uh, again, the, the, as you said, the, the focus was going to be on legislative action to get the health care bill through. Uh, he has some other legislative priorities uh, that, that, uh, that we're going to start, start to come into focus. How hard will it be now? I mean, how much of the press's attention is now redirected exactly onto 
the question of who will now lead the FBI, the question of where this investigation goes, as opposed to those things. I mean, is it, it, it will it seems an impossible task for the White House press office to sort of divert from here. Absolutely. I mean, clearly the entire focus or much of the focus is on, you know, what's next? Who is he going to nominate? What kind of confirmation battles are going to be? Is this person going to be seen as able to conduct the the Russia investigation independently? And it's obviously renewed calls by Democrats for an independent prosecutor to, to oversee the entire investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we have uh, Andy Arena, executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission and former special agent in charge, back with us now on Detroit Today. We lost you there for a second, Andy. I'm glad you, you're back. Uh, you, you were about to talk about uh, what this, the timing of this looked like uh, to you, uh, the timing of Jim Comey's firing. Uh, go ahead and continue. You know, I, I apologize, Stephen. I'm actually driving up to Flint uh, for an investigation uh, meeting for the Flint Water case, so uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, an independent uh, investigation, <laughs> right. which I think is kind of what we may need now uh, <laughs> right. with respect of all of this. But, um, you know, at the timing, as I said last summer, I, I did not agree with Jim Comey's um, uh, press conference at the time. I thought it was wrong. But it's all about timing. So today um, we see the director of the FBI uh, dismissed. And, uh, you know, it's basically one of two reasons. And uh, it was it was his handling of the of the uh, Clinton email investigation or it's the Russian investigation. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I want to see all the facts. Um, but it's a it's a it's a bad precedent. Stephen, you mentioned uh, Clinton's firing of, of Bill Sessions. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's apples and oranges. Bill Sessions was um, misusing uh, government uh uh, airplanes and, and, and other things like that. There were tax issues. He had not paid taxes. So there were ethical, possible criminal uh, issues with, with William Sessions, and that's why he was he was released. No president has ever re, uh, relieved an FBI director of his duties just because he was elected. Right. And he wanted to bring his own people in. <laughs> um, I think this is a slippery slope to, to, to have this happen now. Um, it has politicized the FBI, and that's one agency that cannot cannot be politicized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What do you think about the idea of Trump now appointing the director of the FBI, and what that does to the sense of the independence of this ongoing? investigation. I was asking Bob Sedler, a law professor at Wayne State University before, about the specter of uh, obstruction, which would be uh, if, if it were not the president of the United States who enjoys a certain amount of uh, immunity, uh, that, that certainly would be the kind of conversation people would, would be having. You cannot, uh, as an official, take actions that, that thwart an investigation into your uh, actions as a, a public official, but 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 going forward, I, I think p- part of the question is also how do you how do you then appoint somebody and have any sort of credibility uh, with regard to that investigation? I mean, is there anyone that you could think of he could he could uh, put into that job or is likely to put into that job who could help dispel the the, the sort of stench of interference on this? Well, looking at the reasoning for this dismissal, um, you know, I'm not going to say either way here, but 
it obviously appearances are what they are, and uh, it doesn't look good. Uh, it doesn't smell good. You know, can he find somebody to take that job that's uh, above reproach and can restore the, the people's faith in the FBI? That's, that's going to be a, a very tall task. Uh, whoever he appoints to take that job is going to be seen as a stooge uh, and a lackey. And it, it's got to be the right person. Um, and off the top of my head, I, I don't know who that person would be. Um, quite frankly, Stephen, the, the people that I know that I would consider to be a good candidate for that job probably wouldn't take it. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see anybody that, that's taking that, that that has the moral and the, the ethical fortitude, the moral compass necessary. I, I just don't see anybody taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Andy Arena, the executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission and former special agent in charge with the FBI here in Southeast Michigan. Also with us is David Shepardson, a reporter for Reuters working in Washington, D.C. We're talking about President Donald Trump's decision to fire FBI Director James Comey. Uh, Trump says he fired Comey for his mishandling of the investigations into the Clinton email scandal during last summer's presidential campaign. The timing of the decision, of course, makes it look like perhaps it might be about the ongoing investigation by the FBI into uh, the the connections between the Trump campaign and the Russian government during last year's uh, presidential election. What do you think is going on? What faith do you have in the Trump administration going forward uh, with regard to its respect for independent investigation given the firing of James Comey? Do you think he was perfectly within his rights to do this and that it doesn't raise any questions? Or do you think it all looks a little suspicious? Also, uh, call and talk to us about what you think going forward we ought to expect out of this investigation. Uh, how, do, how does it proceed from here? Uh, can the president appoint uh, a new FBI director who we will have faith will do the investigation in an independent fashion? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and uh, hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Ronnie on Twitter says, again, Republicans putting lipstick on a pig and spinning Trump's actions as normal. He's trying to subvert an FBI investigation. Uh, pretty blunt assessment uh, from Ronnie on Twitter there. Uh, uh, David Shepardson, I want to ask you about the pressure that may be mounting, I suppose, on Republicans on the Hill to respond to this. They have, they have uh, so far been pretty standoffish with regard to the Trump administration and uh, its dealings with, with things like this. Uh, this action obviously cast it in a slightly different light uh, and I would imagine has more people a little bit on edge about what happens and thinking a little more seriously, I guess, uh, about the idea of an independent investigator who could come in here. No, I think that's absolutely right. You have seen a number of Republican senators today come out and say, you know, I don't understand the rationale or the timing 
for this decision because, as Andy pointed out, the, these these decisions, which there are a lot of Democrats and Republicans who didn't agree with Jim Comey's decision to basically, you know, make himself both, you know, the FBI and the the, the prosecutor in, in saying that there was no reasonable basis to prosecute Hillary Clinton. That happened a long time ago, and so a lot of a lot of proud Republicans are saying they need to. The White House needs to answer these questions, and I think it did catch the White House a little off guard because there's been so much criticism of Jim Comey by Democrats. I mean, as the president himself tweeted this morning, he thought Democrats who didn't like Comey would be on board with this decision. But clearly that's that's not the case because it really has raised this broader specter of is the FBI going to remain independent and able to do the type of investigation uh, that, you know, senators of both parties have come have come to expect. So I would, you know, Jim Comey is supposed to testify Thursday at a hearing before the Senate. It's not mm-hmm. clear if he's going to, to show up or not, but clearly Congress is going to have a lot of hearings. And I would imagine bring in the attorney general and the deputy attorney general to explain in detail what was the president's role in the drafting of those letters. And did they do this on their own or was it just something done at the, at the president's behest? Right. Uh, we've heard some Republicans come out and say that they are concerned about the independence of this investigation and, and say we need an independent uh, counsel here. How likely do you think it is that we will get to a space where the majority of Republicans uh, feel that way? Let's say, for instance, uh, maybe this is far-fetched, but a caller uh, just suggested uh, he couldn't stay on the line with us, but he suggests uh, Trump could make Rudy Giuliani the head of the FBI, uh, someone who uh, who would be quite favorable to this administration. If it were that kind of move, if it were something that was seemed to blunt uh, the idea of an independent investigation, do you see us getting to a space where more Republicans decide, okay, we can't we can't keep going on on this course? Absolutely, I think if you look at what. Andy was referring to earlier, look at the, the type of individuals who have been selected as FBI directors in the past. And these are people like Louis Free, uh, you know, former judges, former U.S. attorneys, Bob Mueller. I mean, these are people with impeccable reputations above reproach, you know, longstanding service in either the judiciary or as prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, and remember, there are 52 Republicans, and I think there are a lot of Republicans in the Senate who have said they are not going to vote for somebody who they don't believe, you know, has the credentials and the in- independence to, to, to investigate the administration. Because remember, every FBI invariably has, gets called on to, to investigate the administration and handle sensitive things, whether it's, you know, Benghazi or, you know, all, the, all these other issues. So no FBI is going to be able to, you know, can, can we, the country can't function without an independent FBI you know, that's able to, you know, to investigate the actions of the current administration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments mm-hmm. in there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Joy in Detroit. Joy, welcome. Thank you. I would like to just comment on um, the reason that 
Trump uh, fired Comey, and he said that it was because of the way he handled Hillary Clinton. I think there's no love lost between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. So I don't think that washes. And I just wanted to make a comment that recently I read, um, I heard a podcast um, from uh, Fresh Air uh-huh. that talked by uh, Evan Knox, I think it's Nasco was the uh, guest. And he was talking about how um, there were 50,000 um, psychiatrists and other mental health people who were signing a petition about Trump. Yeah, I heard, I heard that too. Yeah, uh, and so I think that one of the things they mentioned in there, that he's just against anybody who's against him. Yeah. He doesn't want anything, you know, if he thinks that his friends are going to be affected and all of these things, because, you know, this Russian um, thing is just really huge and getting huger. And, and one of the things they used, uh, said that could be a diagnosis for Donald Trump is malignant narcissism. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'm really sensitive to, to that kind of uh, assessment, Joy, and I, I've seen that stuff. I'm a little hesitant to, to try to get inside the president's head that way, and I'm, I'm a little skeptical, I think, of of even physicians who would do that uh, who have not examined him. But I do think this idea that he is uh, sort of tightening the circle of people around him and eliminating people who he thinks are a threat, that's something we should all be pretty concerned about and and watching pretty closely. Okay, Uh, I want to thank Andy Arena, executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission, former special agent in charge of the FBI here in Southeast Michigan, and David Shepardson, a reporter for Reuters, for being with us. Thanks uh, very much for being here. Uh, All right, up next, uh, we are going to talk about what is going on in Lansing. Some sad news, the tragic death of State Representative John Cavella, who apparently took his own life yesterday. Rick Kluda of the Michigan Public Radio Network will join us. Stay with us on Detroit Today.